if I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here and you're listening to another episode of the Riggs Ramblings podcast. This is episode number 52 and today we're going to talk about what you need with your nutrition and training. Um, far more often than most people probably realise or even find themselves doing is that they'll often talk about their nutrition and their training and it be kind of, oh, let's be honest, for want of better words, a mismanaged shit show. Now, disordered eating and an eating disorder are two very wild and different things. Both quite serious, however, very, very serious manner. And I come across disordered eating most days probably in the gym in some way, shape or form. This is not a judgment. Remember, we're not here to judge people. We are here to educate and learn. And if we don't know about things, we're not going to learn, do we? So when we talk about nutrition and our training, the whole... Um, concept of what we need to do is known however we get stuck in the cycle of not being able to change things for many reasons whether it's the way we're talking to ourselves like we learned in, our, in the previous podcast or time uh, financial money you know all those sorts of things in the last few weeks in classes um, we were sort of talking about the way that our today's society with our nutrition and our training has been influenced throughout our lives. So depending on your age, these um, these sources of information that we've been fed throughout time will differ. So clearly I'm in my 40s. Um, I grew up, I mean, I was, I'm not a huge girly girl. You know, if you're here and you think that I'm a well-presented, makeup's done, girly girl, grew up wearing dresses, um, so I hate to disappoint you, but by fuck, couldn't be furthest from the truth, I am a tomboy at heart, I wear makeup to funerals, I grew up reading horse magazines, and wanting nothing more than to um, live on some massive, massive ranch, married to some cowboy, I mean, I'm living on a farm, and I've got a husband that's a farmer, I don't know if he's a cowboy, but shit, you know, well, that's just a little bit of a realisation there, I kind of got what I always wanted. Anyway, um, for the most part, these conversations that we were having the other week in the in the gym and at class was that you know generally my uh, clients are of a certain age. I have wild variations of some being a lot older than me, some being a lot younger than me. But for the most part, you generally, as a trainer, will draw in a certain age or demographic. And the females um, that we were having this conversation with was like, oh yeah, we grew up with Dolly and Cleo and Marie Claire. Um, Cleo um, and some other, oh, another magazine like Women's Day, Women's Weekly, I mean they're still around, some of the others aren't and these magazines just shoved shit in our faces, not that I read them, um, let's be honest, about what we should be eating, how we should look, what our training should be like, 
Um, our parents, or well, my parents, were from the Jane Fonda era. Um, so they were like leotards and leg warmers and cardio queens and let's do this and let's do that, where, where having muscles was sort of frowned upon. You wanted to be twiggy, you know, skinny. Uh, and, you know, Marie Claire and all those, Dolly and all those other magazines, they weren't too dissimilar. They were just constantly saying that how we looked wasn't good enough because we should be wearing these clothes, using this makeup, this is how you should look, this is what you should do. Um, and while Photoshop wasn't a thing back then, and those models probably for the most part kind of looked how they were photographed, um, they weren't necessarily real now when I say that they weren't real they clearly are and were real but the models of the 80s and the 90s grew up on a diet of cocaine cigarettes and coffee all of which are appetite suppressants so disordered eating eating disorders are prevalent in the modeling world so they weren't real to us because they didn't live a real life in the same sense that today everything is altered with photoshop I mean, I've got no time or respect for Kim Kardashian, but she quite clearly labelled herself not that long ago saying that she alters everything she puts on the internet, whether it's something somebody else has taken of her or a photo she posts herself. She edits everything. And so what has that bred? Well, that has bred us into a society of thinking that we have to do something extraordinarily hard or full of strict rules to be successful. And it really couldn't be further from the truth, from the truth rather. And so I had some huge breakthroughs with some clients the other week, um, understanding that, you know, their cycle of eating less food, bashing themselves in the gym with cardio, not weights, um, was magically going to give them A, the body they want, B, the body, the lifestyle they think they thought that they should have and deserve, and see that it was the right way to go and that it was going to last forever. And it just, honestly, it, is, it couldn't be further from the truth. So what happens when we significantly under-eat ourselves, um, you know, and, and over-exercise? It's, it will lead to burnout for a start. But why? what it does lead to is a situation where you find it doesn't work. And... <laughs> You know, I've lost count of how many people would say to me, well, diet and exercise doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me, or this doesn't work for me. Now, the amount of people who medically diet and exercise in a weight loss situation it doesn't work for them um, is very, very few and far between, and their uh, lifestyle and health issues are far more significant than the general population. They have issues that... Um, well outside of anything I cater for, so clearly I'm not talking about those. But even people with minimal um, serious diseases like Hashimoto's and polycystic ovaries and um, all these things, yes, life will be a lot harder and diet and exercise is um, going to be even trickier, but it is actually still going to work. Um, I can, you know... People often use the whole concentration camps as an example. I can 100% guarantee you that there would have been women in those concentration camps that had polycystic ovaries and Hashimoto's and they were still starved and they still lost weight and they you know, clearly were malnourished, which is an extreme case to use in this example, but extreme or not. So when we 
what happens when we go right? Well, how could that not? Why have I not lost weight this week? Because you know I've skipped all this and I've been really good with my food and I've um you know I, you know generally most people say, oh I didn't you know I, I'm fasting so yeah you know, I've I've um you know I've I've missed all those meals and yet I haven't lost weight. Well, the reason why is because there's always a payoff and I say this often: is diet and exercise is like the Southland weather. There is always a payoff. Um. We lost our trampoline last night, actually. Well, not last night, the night before, rather, and in the wind. And on its way past our ute, it wiped out the front end of my husband's ute. Um, that is a payoff from the incredibly mild some August, uh, not August, autumn, rather, that we had, is that we've just had some really vicious storms and there's been some huge consequences from them. There's always a payoff. So when we woefully undereat, what is that payoff? Well, the payoff is, is that eventually you get hungry and the hunger becomes so intense that you end up in the pantry and that has, you eat food, you have a small binge, okay? To you, you think it's a small binge, but I can actually tell you that you've probably just undone the caloric deficit that you'd had yourself in, in one small eating session. So if you had two or three of those binges a week, then you've actually been eating in a surplus. So... Your diet didn't fail you, well it did, but you failed the diet because you woefully starved yourself or under ate and then ended up unintentionally overeating. And another aspect where this can be is this could be um, if you don't honour your hunger cues at afternoon tea time and you're hungry at afternoon tea time, you think, no, 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 I'll just wait for dinner, and then you eat a first dinner while you're cooking dinner, and then you eat your dinner. Um, that's another way that not eating enough can come back to punch you in the face, because you think, oh, I'll just have one or two little wee things to eat while I'm cooking dinner, and it's quite mindless, and you end up actually over-consuming your calories, and then you eat your dinner. It's another way that it's... Um, Restriction, restriction or restricting the food, foods for you is just not going to work. So the diet and the exercise hasn't failed you. It's failed in the sense that there's always a payoff when we go to extreme measures. And it's the same with cardio. Uh, you know, you should do cardio. If you're not doing cardio, then you need to. Um, our cardiovascular health is vital. It helps to regulate our blood sugars. It helps to regulate our blood pressure. It keeps our bones healthy. It keeps our... Um, our, our digestion system, our endocrine system, our hormones, the whole bloody lot. Endocrine is hormone, actually. Uh, everything regulated, it keeps our heart healthy, it keeps our lungs healthy, it helps keep our brain active and healthy, it helps to minimise the risk of early onset Alzheimer's and dementia. Vital. If you're not doing your cardio, get your cardio in. But the flip side to that, though, is if you're doing endless hours of cardio and hoping that that is going to be burning your food off, it's not. Cardio is not magic. It's not magic. It doesn't have gold platinum status. Uh, it is not actually burning as many calories as your watch tells you. And if you're using it to abuse yourself for what you've eaten, poor choices or not, 
all that's going to do is lead you to burnout because you're doing an hour of cardio this week or the next week or this day or the next day or you're running 5Ks. So then tomorrow you've got to run 5Ks and you've got to do it faster and harder. And then the next day you've got to do the 5Ks. It's got to be 6Ks. You've got to run it at the 5K pace and you've got to do it longer and harder and faster and longer and harder and faster and day after day after day after day after day after day. Then bam, one day you cannot get yourself out of bed. You're in a funk. You're burnt out. Your nervous system is fried. And you just want to give up. You will probably give up. Because burnout is very real. You will eventually, no matter which cycle of abuse you want to take, you will eventually end up at a point that is going to break you physically or mentally or both. Oh, shit. Bit of pull to swallow, isn't it? Regular meals... Snacks if you need, protein and fibre in check. Get your steps in, lift weights two to five times a week. And I can 100% guarantee you that this will get you to your goals far faster than any fad, fast or nutrition fuckery. The one thing, however, you have to do for that to work is do the rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, and give it time. Lifting weights will change you. Lifting weights will change your appreciation for what your body can do. Lifting weights is the magic pill that you want when you say to me, I want to get toned. Because being toned is muscle mass. Growing lean muscle mass. Growing lean muscle mass does not mean that you are going to wake up tomorrow and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a hell of a lot of us in the um, fitness world that actually wouldn't mind being able to wake up tomorrow and have a little bit more mass on us and look a little bit Arnold Schwarzeneggery. Um, for me, not really Arnold Schwarzeneggery. I really want to look have Lisa Carrington's traps. You know. But she's been kayaking and lifting weights her entire life. I could honestly tell you how we rolled she is is how long it's taken for her to have those magnificent traps. If this all sounds a little bit familiar in my rant, is. A little bit familiar, that's because it is. Because just as these things don't work, and I repeat myself however many times that they don't work, I also have to repeat how many times the stuff that does work. Lifting weights will change you. Lifting weights will help you grow lean muscle mass to look toned. Lifting weights will help you to regulate your hormones. Notice I say regulate. If your hormones were meant to balance, you'd be dead. Just saying. Lifting weights will change the way you view the world. You're actually going to be strong. You will be able to carry your groceries in from the car in one trip. Your clothes will fit you differently because you will take up less space. Lean muscle mass takes up less space. Want to fit those jeans from five years ago? Lift weights. Grow your lean muscle mass. Stop obsessing about the scales. Means nothing. Means nothing at all. Had a good conversation with Hannah the other day, actually on the bike and she just about fell off the back of that bike when I said to her how much I weigh currently I'd actually weighed myself the only reason why I'd weighed myself was for um fluid loss I actually wanted to know if I was adequately hydrating myself through one of my bike rides the other day so I weighed myself before and after my bike ride so I know roughly what I kind of weigh blew her mind however my size hasn't changed in years like I wear the same clothes I've worn for years on end. I don't really fluctuate there. 
Um, so your weight clearly doesn't define you. Hannah's about 10 kilos lighter than me currently. Uh, she looks it. She's shorter than me. Uh, and she's developed a little lean muscle mass over the years because she's been lifting weights. So now you tell me why you can't get into the gym and lift weights when she can and she can't even see the weights. Oh, that's a bit of pill to swallow, isn't it? Boom. So join the blindy, lift the weights. Think about what you are doing in your nutrition journey for why it is not working. This is not necessarily just about weight loss. Because I've actually, and bless you all, you'll know who you are, that have currently come to me and said, I just need to sharpen up my nutrition and I don't care what the scales say. Yes, I know deep down and under that request they want to probably lose a little bit of weight, but even the way in which they're approaching the manner now and the way that they are talking to me means that they're starting to understand that their weight on the scale is the least important thing about them, but also that it's not the driver of their success and that they do want to be able to handle their nutrition so much better so that they don't feel like they've literally got to walk the tail end off a donkey to get to where it is they want to be. Because as hard as it is, it's, fuck, it's not going to get you there. And I really hate that I have to break people's hearts constantly by saying that the next fad diet's not going to work. Fasting, it's not going to get you there either. Um, that's just skipping breakfast. Eventually you'll be hungry and you'll still overeat. Do something with your nutrition and your training that you can remain positive about. Because if you listen to my previous podcast, if you keep thinking negatively, you're just going to get into a negative spiral. So, positive. What can I do to make it better? What can I do that I can sustain? What can I do that fits into our family, our life, our budget? Because that's key right now in the cost of living crisis. What can I do that I can manage? What can I do that every day I get up and I look forward to doing? What can I do that every day I go to bed and I'm not overwhelmed? What can I do every day that makes me feel better about myself? And I can tell you what that is for a start. Lift weights, eat your three meals a day, get your protein, your fibre in, snack if you have to, sleep well, minimise alcohol, and look forward to things. Plan things. Set small goals. Set bigger goals. Honestly, these are the things that matter over over exercising, under eating, and being obsessed about your weight. Because you're already unhappy, so it can't really get much worse, can it? Oh, got some hardships there today. I apologise if this hurts your soul. But as I often say, the look on my face will give you the um, tone to my sincerity, and often it's sarcastically insincere however if these things are things that you need to work on for your own self and you want to work on just do it start with one thing one thing one thing to me what's the most important thing that I'd get somebody to do first get your steps up get seven to ten thousand steps every day seven days a week Getting 10,000 steps or seven to 10,000 steps is not training. Also, I hate to break that to you. That's just getting your steps up. If you go to the gym and you do your strength training, do your steps too. 
in some way, shape or form, steps should be a part of your everyday. Why? Because if you don't want to um, break a hip at 17, you don't want to have a heart attack and you don't want to increase your risk of type 2 diabetes, then this is the way that it's going to get you there. Honestly, walk every day. No excuses, just walk every day. Start there. Start there. And if you don't have time, go to bed earlier, get up earlier. Oh, God, now I'm starting to get some real bloody nasties. So I'm going to stop there before you all feel derailed and feel like I'm picking on you. I'm not picking on you. I love you. That's why I'm here telling you all these things. Start with walking. Address your nutrition. And if you need a little help, get in touch. There's your learnings for today. I thank you for joining me. Save us as your favourites. And I can't wait to see where this takes us. Bye.